Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the start line by ESPN senior writer, multiple award-winning author of several books. His latest is Ricky. Looking at baseball legend Ricky Henderson, we welcome Howard Bryant. How are you? Absolutely great, Howard. Let's go beyond the mic. You studied journalism at Temple. So what was your first job after graduation? My first job was going to Oakland. Wow. And that's sort of the roots of this book. Funny you should ask that. You're the first person that's asked that. Yes, the, one of the reasons why I did this book was my first job was at the Oakland Tribune covering high schools. And so my job was to go to all those Oakland Athletic League schools, McClyman's, Oakland Tech, Oakland High, Castlemont, Fremont, and Skyline. And the talent was so incredible. The history was so incredible. You walk into McClyman's High School, and there's a picture of Bill Russell on the wall as the mascot. As the as the basket, you know, he wasn't even on the basketball team at first. He's a, as a mascot as a freshman, and it was just the the sheer uh, baptism under fire, the sheer education that you got. And at one point, you know, all, people think I'm from California because I started my career there, and I was just so. You, you learn so much at some point, you sort of retain it all and say, one day I want to go back and revisit this and tell this full story. And that really was, when you think about it, the roots of this book. It's probably, in a way, it's been 30 years in the making. You've written over nine books covering baseball and sports. Was there something deeper than the rich heritage of Oakland sports from your first job, or was Ricky's story just needing to be told? It was both. I mean, I don't think there's anything deeper than that heritage. I mean, what I wanted to do with that with that history was to go back and tell the story. We talk about the Great Migration in so many different ways. We talk about it all the time, the you know how black people moved from the South and why they moved out to the West Coast, up to, through Chicago and Detroit, et cetera, New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, and what have you. However, what we never do is we never talk about it in terms of sports. We never talk about the athletes and how they got to these places. And when you think about the great history of Oakland, people have always said, oh, you've got... The, the little league team of Dave Stewart and Lloyd Mosby and Gary Pettis and Ricky as 10-year-olds. People just go, oh, it's an amazing coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It was the migration. It was incredible. What you Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, the amount of talent that left those areas and went to Oakland, those kids became some of the great, great people in this country, both in their sports and also in, in other areas, that you had Joe Morgan, from Bonham, Texas. You've got, you know, uh, Frank Robinson's from Beaumont. You, you know, you had Kurt Flood. Had, and these guys are from all over the place. And they formed an incredible, incredible legacy of athletic talent in Oakland. So I wanted to really explore that. And the other thing I wanted to explore, too, was this, this American phenomenon that we have of, of really reappraising people over time. Ricky, people couldn't stand Ricky when he first came in the league. One of my all-time favorite stories was when Ricky was so brash and he's got the snap catch and he's bragging about everything and he's doing his Ricky thing and there was one game, you know, unwritten rules in baseball. I think it was Charlie Huff with the Rangers was pitching this gem and they're up like eight to nothing, two hitter. The game's over. So what does Ricky do? Ricky steals second and third. <laughs> and in the 
And, and, and in the Rangers dugout, everyone is so offended. They're yelling at the catcher. They're yelling at the catcher, Jim Sundberg, Sonny, kick his ass. Kick his ass, Sonny. Kick his ass. Right? Because Ricky is once again rubbing it in everybody's face. But now, after all these years, people want to reassess him and they want to reappraise him. And now they miss him. They miss Ricky's style. They miss the snap catch. They miss all the things they couldn't stand. And, and now they want to celebrate him. They want to celebrate how good he was. And I think part of it is because of the numbers. But the other part is, is that we do soften over time and we do protect our own time and we do go back and remember why we watch the games. And even the players we didn't like, they kept our attention. Howard Bryant is the author of Ricky, looking at Ricky Henderson, and he joins us beyond the mic. And Howard, it's time for the Rocky Nade. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Howard, what was the first baseball game you ever attended that you can remember? 1979 Brewers, Red Sox, Fenway Park. If you can have anyone as baseball commissioner, who would be the best choice? You said no pressure. Um... Um, anybody, 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 um, maybe someone you've worked with, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Who could be commissioner? I I can't pass. Let's go back to that one. What's one stat, Howard, that Ricky Henderson had that amazes you to this very day? From 1979 to 2002, Ricky outstole the entire Boston Red Sox team. Where's the best park, in your opinion, to watch a baseball game? Dodger Stadium. Now, are you superstitious if there's a no-no in progress? I mean, some people have superstitions about reporting about no-nos. No. You've got an incredible library of books behind you. What's your favorite book in that library? Ooh. Favorite book in the library behind me is Common Ground by J. Anthony Lucas. Who's the one player that you would have liked to have seen play in person but didn't? Jackie Robinson. Howard, what's the best baseball card you own? Not a baseball card collector. I... I, I'm I'm just giving that up right there. I was one of those baseball card collectors that like actually used the cards as like bats and like gloves to play with the game. I used them like you know and tried to hit the way whoever was on the card would hit. Nice. And we would have accepted Costas as another answer for commissioner. I was gonna say I was gonna say, but everybody says Bob, and I you know I talked to Bob yesterday. I can't give him the commissionership too. But yes, Bob would Bob Bob would be a phenomenal commissioner as would Peter Gammons. And who else? You know, it would have been interesting to see. Um, goodness, let's go. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm dropping the ball on this one. I'm going to say um, just for fun. I would like Gary Sheffield to be the commissioner of baseball. That's funny. <laughs> it's time for one big question with author of Ricky ESPN senior writer, Howard Bryant beyond the mic. Howard, should there be a steroid wing of the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown? A steroid wing, there should be some acknowledgement of what took place, yeah. With every book you write, you give a piece of you to the project. Who's the one person that you believe has your next story? Oh, the next book? I can't give that away because I'm already working on it. AL or NL? But let's just let's just say that that their name has been mentioned in this conversation. <laughs> His favorite baseball park is Dodger Stadium. Thinks Gary Sheffield should be commissioner. His <laughs> latest book is The Incredible Ricky. We thank Howard Bryant for taking the time to talk with us today. No, oh, my pleasure, Sean. Thank you. And that, my friends, is a Beyond the Mic shortcut. Beyond the Mic.